0: Today, we're watching Star Trek, The Next Generation. When the Enterprise becomes trapped in a void in space, Picard and the crew find their fate controlled by a being beyond our understanding. But will they be able to escape before it kills half the crew? (laughs) From November 26th, 1988,
1: it's season two, episode two, Where Silence Has Lease. Or the Phantom of the Space Opera.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm Cam. That's Dan. And this is obviously an Andrew Led Weber musical.
1: singing that just happened i was just 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 when they revealed his face i was like well that's not that bad (laughs) it's no worse than (laughs) than uh you know than butler in the movie version of phantom it's like that's it that's why you're wearing a mask oh buddy a little foundation you'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) no
0: no it must be a mask
1: I am ashamed. You know what he needed? He just needed a pep talk from Lizzo. That's all he needed.
0: That's true. Everyone needs a pep talk from Lizzo. Cause goddamn. So <laughs> welcome to the original series, Dan.
1: Ah, it, it, down, no, dude, down to down to the medical officer weighing in on shit they have no business weighing in on. It's a very original series. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh Cameron, what happened
0: in this episode? Why did I go Dracula with it? Blah blah <laughs> blah, blah. I don't know, but I love it. Um so yeah, original series. Har ha har. har. <laughs> On Stardate 42193.6, while on a charting mission, the Enterprise discovers a zone of pure blackness in space. Just sheer emptiness. Not a fucking thing there. I mean, they can't see shit. Probes launched into space, into the space hole, simply disappear. As they study it further, the zone expands and soon envelops the Enterprise, leaving them in a black void with sensors reporting complete nothingness outside. Picard orders the ship on a return course but they find they cannot escape they leave a stationary beacon behind them only to have it reappear ahead of them again in a goddamned funhouse effect cause you know that's what we're dealing with (laughs) suddenly a Romulan warbird decloaks in front of the ship and attacks Picard and the crew orders they return fire and easily destroy the warbird but are suspicious about how easy it was The crew then detect what appears to be their sister ship, the USS Yamato, also conveniently a galaxy-class starship. (laughs) (laughs) But it does not uh, respond to hails. Riker and Worf beam over to search the ship. When they find it empty with various inconsistencies in its construction, including more seemingly impossible physical loops, like three bridges hooked together for some reason, they detect, suddenly, an exit in the darkness but cannot lock onto the away team to retrieve them before the opening disappears. The Yamato then begins to fade away. The Enterprise is able to beam Riker and Worf back just in time. More openings appear in the darkness, each closing as soon as the Enterprise approaches them. Picard then realizes that they are being manipulated and orders a full stop. (laughs) Suddenly, an entity with a distorted, almost childlike, creepy-ass face as a result of it attempting to look humanoid, appears in the void and calls itself Nagillum. It announces its curiosity about humans and their limited existence. And after noticing for some reason that Pulaski is a woman, but Troy is not, they decided they would like to test the limits of the human body. <laughs>
1: Riker perks up. Right? <laughs> and goes, Right?
0: <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> Wait, why am I talking like this? <laughs> <laughs> What happened uh, the, the being causes ensign Haskell to experience violent convulsions and then he suddenly falls dead to the floor because he's an extra
1: less than five baby. Fine. less than five can't,
0: can't <laughs> red shirt original series and anyway. um Nagillum then states that they want to know everything about death, asserting that they would only take less than half of the Enterprise crew to complete their experiments. Picard decides to activate the, the ship's self-destruct sequence rather than submit to Nagillum's whims. As the crew prepares for their end, Picard is tested again by Nigillum through a peculiarly behaviored display by doppelgangers of Troy and Data, both of whom question the self-destruct order. After these facsimiles are gone and the countdown near zero, the Void suddenly vanishes, leaving the Enterprise in normal space. Picard orders the ship to move away at high speed, and when he is fully satisfied that they are truly free, cancels the self-destruct sequence. As the Enterprise continues on its survey mission... <laughs> God damn it! Picard is met by the face of Nagillam in his ready-room computer. Because visual effects...
1: Yeah. yeah, we paid for this goddamn face. We're going to use it.
0: <laughs> As the Enterprise continues on its mission, Picard is met by Nagelim on the Ready Room computer. Nagelim offers its evolution, its evaluation of humanity, criticizing the species' faults and claiming they have nothing in common with their kind. Picard disagrees, pointing out that their recent encounter shows that both are inc- species are incredibly curious. Wink. Nigillum blushes and admits it's a logical statement before disappearing and so ends where silence has lease. <laughs> <laughs> lordy, lordy,
1: lordy, lordy, lordy. Ah, uh. uh. Well,
0: I mean, there were some great things about this episode. We got to hear about Worf's personal life and how much time he spends on the holodeck killing things. I mean, that's cool. hmm <laughs> Riker was there, kind of There disturbed.
1: was uh, just a little bit. <laughs> That's enough, Lieutenant. Oh <laughs> uh, I, I did enjoy the character insight there. Jean-Luc Picard got to Picard all over this thing. He did. Um, and I'm kind of hoping that once a season, we get into a self-destruct sequence standoff. Because <laughs> so far, we've hit it on both seasons, so... Fingers crossed.
0: Fingers crossed. I uh I actually have one question for you regarding the opening scene. <laughs> was this mm-hmm. was this a friendship? Was it a bro session or was it a date?
1: I okay. <laughs> I I think that um Riker suggested that they hang out, and I think they both had wildly misinterpreted ideas of what that meant. <laughs> I think, I think Riker definitely wanted to to get after it, and Worf was like, "Excellent idea. Let's murder people. <laughs> Let's get after it and, and right, kill something." Yeah, yeah, exactly. You said you wanted to try fisting as he holds up the giant glove. <laughs> What else could you have possibly
0: meant? (laughs) Oh, God, I almost spit all over the microphone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which could be a euphemism on its own. (laughs) Yeah, right? No, when he put on that glove, Riker was like, Jesus Christ, what did he think we were
0: doing? Uh, They do. do. I, I love seeing their continuing developing bromance.
1: It's uh, you know, just just two guys celebrating each other's strength, <laughs>
0: strengths. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, that was definitely definitely Riker trying to get some some Klingon strange, and the Klingon being like, "Oh, murder! <laughs> you meant murder? That's what friends do together. We murder people.
0: At least that's what Klingons do. Yeah,
1: right. The friends that kill together, kill together, and kill together." <laughs> Um, But it was a fun way to start the episode rather than, um, look there, a void in space. (laughs) Holy black hole Batman. Yeah, right? More than a black hole, like absolute nothing. Uh, Reminded me of the rock bottom episode of SpongeBob. Yep. Where they're just in the (laughs) black void. (laughs) I don't (laughs) understand (laughs) your accent. (laughs) Oh, classic. R.I.P. Uh, um Gone too soon. But this episode was uh, an interesting concept. <laughs> a fun, villainous <laughs> creature mm-hmm. that until it was revealed, I did enjoy. I loved that the sensors continued to pick up nothing, that it was beyond our comprehension. Like even instruments designed by you know, class one civilization intelligence were like, that's no there's nothing out there. What are you talking about? <laughs> um I enjoyed the stuff on the Yamato. I thought that was fun and interesting, like MC Escher stuff. It definitely I found, was. <laughs> I found Worf got just a little too frustrated right away. It's like, come on, buddy, this isn't the weirdest shit you've ever seen. Remember when, you know, people got eaten by a goo monster? Like, come on. <laughs>
0: Including your friend.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> R.I.P. Yar. I'm R. having R. I'm having a t-shirt made that says "Orivo Natasha Natasha" on the front, and then on the back it says, "Of course I'm drunk. My friend is dead. Fly us into the nearest star. Number one. My life is pointless."
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Life is pointless. <laughs> uh despair picard rage filled drunk picard (laughs) chateau pop de Nouf has nothing on chateau picard (laughs) not like
0: this is this is real wine (laughs) this is medical strength (laughs) but yeah i just i one of the things that (laughs) i mean i it's just once again a chance to get our get to know our characters a little better, and I mean, I did enjoy the Worf Riker dynamic the entire time. Every time they were together, um, I I agree with you that Worf got frustrated a little too easily, but you know, that's apparently what Klingons do.
1: Hmm. I guess. Hmm. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> we don't know. It's not like I've had eight shows to get to know them. Yeah. Um. I've always hated the face. But I mean, you know, considering it was 1987. Nope, 80 88. Nope. I don't know where we are. 88. Eight, 88. Considering it was 1988, I'll give it more credit than I usually do. It's pretty good.
1: And I think the I, I think that it's written, it's it's a it's a well-written being. Even if it looks a little silly, I think that it's its questions are uh dumb but fun and it's it's got a good voice so i think it's not as bad as it could have been um like can you imagine the original series version of this just like floating funhouse mirror face that like (laughs) waves into existence (laughs) and then blinking waves out yep it's true
0: and like eight red shirts would have died in the process
1: (laughs) oh yeah they just would start killing the crew Commander, we've lost 25% of our force. Well, damn it, we're just going to keep losing people until I beat this motherfucker.
0: God damn it, Jim. I only needed
1: five cadavers for my latest project. This is overkill. I'm going to make a Franken Red shirt. Just stitch them together. I'm a doctor, not
0: a casting agent.
1: Ha! Nice.
0: Thank you... (laughs) <laughs> uh, also, one of my favorite compositions of all time is playing in this episode in Picard's quarters, and that just makes me very happy. Which was "J'adore," number one.
1: Very appropriate for drunk, melancholic Picard <laughs> as his ship's about to blow up. I was kind of hoping he'd go to the, like the holodeck and have like a string quartet play for him or something. <laughs> you know, that's
0: not a bad idea.
1: I will go down with this ship. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he chooses to listen to.
0: It's classical music at that point.
1: <laughs> from the from the early 21st century masters, <laughs> Dido. <laughs> I will go down with this ship. And I won't put my hands up and surrender. (laughs) There will be no white flag above my door, number one. (laughs) I'm in love and always will be. Come back, Beverly!
0: Oh, Dan, this is the original series. He's in love with the Enterprise.
1: That's true. Um, (laughs) My ship. I love my ship.
0: and all of these other people
1: <laughs> and everyone in it <laughs> oh my especially Spock <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I think that's what I'm missing so far as from the next generation you know a great love story like Kirk and Spock and they took Beverly away from me so unless Wesley starts falling for Guinan I got nothing <laughs> it could happen it could happen be hot <laughs> He's almost 18. Is, wait, is he 16 going on 17 right now? I think so. I think he is. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Sweaters will fall in line. <laughs> but it wasn't all impromptu musical parody, was it,
0: Cameron? No. No, it was not. <laughs>
1: what uh what crossed your uh, your alien beans eyes just, in this episode it is
0: always <laughs> the whole scene where he appears and is like hey that one's different even though counselor troy is sitting right there it would have been such an easy mm-hmm. fix to have yeah cuz it's like the fuck man <laughs> it's because she's standing are you that unobservant for a godlike being there's two aliens on the
1: bridge you've got a half betazoid and a uh Klingon, (laughs) But he's like, dude, there's a chick in here. (laughs) Hey, who let the girl in? I'm
0: going to spin her. (laughs) Real quick. Right? And awkwardly. Uh, It was like, oh.
1: Out of nowhere. After having not exerted physical force on anyone, he's like, no girls allowed.
0: (laughs) And it was like, oh, Diana, they should have shot that one or two more times. (sighs) Because... Uh, uh, ah. oh, oh God! Oh Jesus Christ! Oh no! That's that. It's it, worse than that, it right there. The, it's worse
1: than when they do the the you know the whole collective shaking on the bridge because the the bridge is being hit and everyone does the big dramatic fall, the interpretive dance that you got in the original <laughs> series with Spock would be like, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> and then falling you know they're like falling six times fall before they the actually frame. hit
0: yeah oh no yeah it's magical
1: yeah that it was it was again very original series it felt like a throwback to that where she was like ah alien inside of me controlling my movements ah <laughs> it's not me
0: well and i mean she is a direct throwback to the original series so who knows maybe it was in her honor yeah, right. Since she's She was like a doctor. this she,
1: She's just puffing on a cigarette. She's like, "If it was good enough for William fucking Shatner, it's good enough for you people." <laughs> this is how we fall on the enterprise. I've been here longer than any of you. Even that whore that Gene married. Got <laughs> to Nigel Barrett being like, "Wow." <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: I'm just. That was unnecessary. I'm just over here playing Diana's mom and being the computer. The fuck's your problem? Yeah, yeah. She's
1: like in the in the voiceover booth, takes the headphones off, was like, "What did that bitch say?"
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, I also I know I know it's it's never gonna get better, but I hate Diana Mulder's hair. I fucking hate it. <laughs> she is a beautiful woman, and she's like. They gave her grandma hair.
1: I told my barber, "What would it be like if Ronald McDonald was a 70-year-old woman?" And this is what they did.
0: She wasn't 70; she was 50. Oh, but that hair is 70. Oh, I know, I know. It's in fact, I call it Pulaski hair, and I point it out every time I see it in real life because it still exists. Oh my
1: God, dude, it is a thing. I've seen, I've seen that perm on the bus. I've seen that. I've seen that perm waiting to to get redid. I've seen it, you know, as the roots start to come in and <laughs> put a little scarf over themselves, look like a little babushka.
0: But yeah, yeah I, the Pulaski hair is real, man. I hate it because you know it's just—it's like, why? Why did you do that to her? She's she's lovely and sassy and snarky, and I thoroughly enjoy her character. And yet, every mm-hmm. time she comes on screen, I always go, "Ah!" Just for a minute, <laughs> <laughs> Grandma. <laughs>
1: would any of my patients like a ginger candy (laughs) (laughs) i'm looking for my house sweater (laughs) commander data
0: oh i'm out of i'm out of gingers all i have is ribbon candy
1: (laughs) anyone wants some black licorice i'm over here knitting an afghan Diana Mulder just always talks like she's had two cocktails and is perfectly content whether you stay or go. And I love it. She just, I got to say, I was pretty pissed about Pulaski. But after a couple episodes where she's around a little bit more, I'm like, you know, Dr. McCoy, and I don't have the, you know, the now kiss energy of of Beverly and Picard. But there's something about her just laissez-faire attitude about everything. She's not unfappable. She just is over it. She just doesn't give a fuck. She's like, I had two martinis for breakfast. What's wrong with you? Great. Now, do me a favor. Take two of these and then go fix me a gimlet from the bar cart.
0: (laughs) I fucking love gimlets.
1: Who doesn't? It's like, you like gin, don't you? Great. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Doctor, what's what's a gimlet? <laughs> uh, An
1: old Earth medicine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're right. She has no fun in the to 20s, they, and that's what I in love most. in the 20s <laughs> they treated
1: everything with it.
0: <laughs> the best, the best. But yeah, hate her hair, and I hate the face, and I. <laughs> I also hate the animation of the starfield breaking and then closing. It's just, a. Hate... <laughs> oh. Oh but I mean, because it's so terrible, I especially love when Picard's like, we're not fucking doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, God
1: damn it, I'd rather blow up my toys than share them with you. <laughs> I like, I knew that it wasn't Diana or data. Hey, I said Diana, not Diana. <laughs> awesome. Well, I knew it wasn't Deanna or Data, but um, see what I did there? Uh-huh, I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you're a dick but and I, I love did,
1: <laughs> But I did appreciate someone being like, so if there's a 50% chance I'd live or a the 0% chance, I'd take the 50% <laughs> chance? Just floating that out there. Don't know if you're taking opinions before you blow this fucker up, but... I don't know, Ahab, you want to maybe reconsider that whale?
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true. And it was also a lovely bit of acting from both Brent and Marina. Because it wasn't, I mean, it was very subtle.
1: I'm sorry, Brent and Marina, Uh you're on a first name basis I am, (laughs) goddammit. To be fair, how often do we call him Bill? You know, he's not William Shatner. He's just Bill, (laughs) just Uncle Bill. Grandpa Bill. Bill and
0: Leonard. Getting that D.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I really did not care for how rambly the beginning of this episode was. was Just like some weird bridge shots, nothing going on. Picard nervous for no reason. And then it's like, oh, by the way, Worf and Riker are on a holodeck date. It's not going how either of them planned. (laughs) Help me murder everyone. Can't we just cuddle first? (laughs) You haven't asked me any questions. You're not trying to get to know me at all. All you want to do is kill people. Commander,
0: I got to know you by how you handle your blade. (laughs) (laughs) And your fisty glove. I mean, I kind of liked uh, it. I thought it was cute, but...
1: I was really hoping that they'd both reach for the gauntlet at the same time and their hands would touch (laughs) and then they'd look up. (laughs) Uh, I just, you know... We're, we're a season in and there's only been one real instance of any banging and that was you know with the naked now and uh outside of that there's been some implied banging <laughs> and she did I just and she did <laughs> she banged so hard she died <laughs> but uh if you can't tell by how much we've laughed through this episode I did have a good time it was a like great overall time. it was it was fun um I especially like talking about the more ridiculous ones with you because it's it's fun. You <laughs> it know, is. there's moments where I'm like, I'm glad you guys aren't taking yourselves too seriously.
0: Um, they are not. And I mean, we they also can't can't all be the Borg, right? No. <laughs> and this is the first red shirt, def. Yeah. You know. In a traditional throwback, and it was just as equally. <laughs> I mean, I wonder what the direction was when they told him to die. They were like, okay, all right. You feel someone grabbing your brain, <laughs> and they're squeezing a little. Mm-hmm. I, want to re- I want you to die like that. <laughs> now
1: bring both hands up to your mouth like you're going to do a 1930s, ooh, that girl's so hot, but I can't touch her <laughs> fist bite, but with both hands. <laughs> And then just hold that look of existential dread and the fact that your career's going nowhere. <laughs> oh, Perfect. Oh, 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 shit.
0: <laughs> and then fall in fetal position. This will be great. This will be the best de- goddamn death scene Star Trek has ever seen.
1: Perfect. Now uh, you can pick up your check and go back to your shitty apartment in West Hollywood. <laughs> we hate you. And it was a pleasure killing you. <laughs> Wow, vindictive director. Not sure why everyone's being so mean.
0: (laughs) Pulaski's just in the back still smoking. Yeah, that's how we used to do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now that's a death scene.
1: (laughs) Pay attention, everyone. (laughs) She's just... Mixing herself another drink. I love the idea of Deanna Mulder just hanging out on set, smoking and drinking like it's still 1968. And they're like, I mean, that may have been a cool 20 years ago, but like, is anyone gonna tell her we don't do that anymore? She's like, this is Hollywood. Start acting like it.
0: Uh, god damn it. Well. Um, besides the awkward first part, I actually really enjoyed the rest of the dialogue in this episode, Dan. Did you?
1: I did, especially, uh, Picard's soliloquy about death.
0: Well, we'll get on it. We'll get on it. We will. But, uh, let's quote it. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, our sensors are showing this to be an absence of everything. It is a void without matter or energy of any kind. Yet this hole has a form, Data. It has height? Width? Perhaps... Perhaps not, sir.
1: That's hardly a scientific observation, Commander.
0: Captain, the most elementary and valuable statement in science, the beginning of wisdom is, I do not know. I do not know what that is, sir. <laughs> or sassy-ass so data. I don't know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> you got different
1: sensors than I do, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> you explain what that is. I am all ears. <laughs> Like the rat said to like the rat said, keep the cheese. I want out of this trap. <laughs> oh classic Jordy. I'm like that just was like what Think again. <laughs> All right. He's like, I can't see. Is anyone laughing? <laughs> I have a question, sir. Yes, Data, what is it? What is death? Oh, is that all? Well, Data, you're asking probably the most difficult of all questions. Some see it as a changing into an indestructible form, however unchanging. They believe that the purpose of the entire universe is to then maintain the form in an Earth-like Eden, which will give delight and the pleasure through all eternity. On the other hand, there are those who hold to the idea that are blinking into nothingness. With all our experiences and hopes and dreams merely a delusion. Which do you believe, sir? Considering the marvelous complexity of the universe, its clockwork perfection, its balance of this against that matter, energy, gravitation, time, dimension, I believe that our existence must be more than either of these philosophies, that what we are goes beyond Euclidean or other practical measuring systems, and that our existence is part of a reality beyond what we understand now as
0: reality. Beautifully done. Then again, I'm
1: pretty high, so what do I know?
0: (laughs) High Picard is very philosophical. Drunk Picard is (laughs) rage-filled. So much rage. (laughs) There's a reason he doesn't go to 10 forward very much. Ten seconds to auto-destruct.
1: Captain. Abort auto-destruct sequence.
0: Riker, William T., do you concur? Yes, absolutely. I do indeed concur wholeheartedly. Auto-destruct (laughs) cancelled. A
1: simple yes would have sufficed, number one. I didn't want there to be any chance of misunderstanding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And here's Catherine with a one-liner. Why do I get the feeling that this was not the time to join this ship? (laughs) Sips her martini.
1: Ugh. Fiddle dee dee, you damn androids. (laughs) Do you want to play the angry
0: face? I will play angry face. You seem to find no tranquility in anything. You struggle against the inevitable. You thrive on conflict. You're selfish. Yet you value loyalty. You're rash, quick to judge, slow to change. It's amazing you've survived. Be that as it may, as species, we have no common ground. You're too aggressive, too hostile, too militant.
1: During this period, you too have been evaluated. It would seem that we have at least one
0: thing in common.
1: Oh? (laughs) Curiosity.
0: Your point is well taken, Captain. Perhaps that is a trait we share.
1: Then perhaps we shall meet again, but next time it will be out here amongst the stars.
0: Bye!
1: (laughs) (laughs) See you later! What nice guy.
0: (laughs) What nice guys. Okay. (laughs) And finally... (laughs) <laughs> just a real quick real quick zinger. Why are you so alarmed when I've gone to such trouble
1: to look just like you? Captain, sensors show nothing out there. Absolutely nothing.
0: <laughs> sure is a damned ugly nothing.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs>
1: Don't come to
0: La Forge
1: unless you want to get roasted.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what my gillum is today. <laughs> it's been several things. It's very flowy.
1: Just, she just sounds like a real bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Dan. Well, we have loved it, hated it, and quoted it, so that just leaves one other thing for us to do. How should we rate this puppy?
1: Uh, I think I think distorted nothingness faces, right?
0: <laughs> yep. I'm going to give this episode three and a half distorted nothingness faces. I, <laughs> I wish this was a visual medium, everyone.
1: <laughs> I'm doing my distorted nothingness You're face. you so pretty. <laughs> oh, I would give it two and a half of these weird faces. <laughs>
0: two and a half.
1: Yeah, I'll take it I'm docking them for the whole Pulaski thing because like seriously there's aliens on that ship and he's like what's with the chick <laughs>
0: yep no <laughs> even though there's another quotey fingers chick sitting right there mm-hmm. two examples of the feminine form I don't know three if you count Wesley But um. <laughs> <laughs> hey they can identify as whatever they seem fit Dan Anyway, we have loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it, and that just leaves one last thing for me to do, and that's to wish you all to not just have a great week, but to make it so. Takes a long inhale on a cigarette.
1: (sighs) Keep on trekking. (laughs) Doctor's orders. folks, folks, uh, for our, our little our little extra here, you know, the tag, the thing that you're also thirsty for every episode, our little funny humorous bit, uh, we've got a nice fun bonus for you this week. We are doing a Better Know a Podcast host questionnaire for, uh, for Secret Weapon Productions this week, this month of September, I should say, we are the featured show the featured hosts so we're gonna we're gonna play a little bit of the the newly pod game not really <laughs> isn't that special um <clears throat> so cameron yes Dan. how uh would you describe this show in three words a living nightmare
0: <laughs> 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 i'm kidding oh. it's a dream <laughs> this show dream <laughs> We'll go with this, that. this show dream. I this have show a great dream. time. Not only do I get an excuse to watch my favorite TV show every week, but I get to talk about it with one of my dearest friends in the world. And it, I get to experience it again through your eyes for the first time. And that's, that's pretty special for me.
1: My, my three word description would be star Trek. Yay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this show dream and star Trek. Yay. <laughs> If I put a uh, cola in there it could work. This show. <laughs> dream. <laughs> <laughs> Italian Chef's Kiss. <laughs> oh shit. Okay.
1: All right, next. How did you come up with the idea for your podcast?
0: Um well, <laughs> i By didn't intentionally
1: really. avoiding Star Trek my entire <laughs> life. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, you came to me and you said, hey, would you do a podcast with me if I agreed to watch Star Trek? And I said, abso-fucking-lutely I will.
1: No, no. First you had a boner (laughs) that burst the zipper on your pants, and then you calmed down and said yes.
0: (laughs) That's, I mean, I I don't remember the boner-busting zipper, but it it could have happened. My memory isn't what it used to be. I'm in my 30s now. Yeah, you're getting old, there, buddy. I know.
1: <laughs> and. And yeah, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do? Uh, <clears throat> why did you feel that we were the the that I was the right choice to co-host this podcast with you?
0: I mean, I honestly had no idea. This is my first long-term project like this. I uh, I knew that we were close, and I knew that we were both reasonably funny, and I knew that we had really good chemistry. So I, I had high hopes, but I honestly had no idea.
1: Yeah, this has turned out um, to be much more... F- much more dynamic than i thought it would be like it's really <laughs> not that i thought it was going to be lame but it's just become uh, very fun and i knew i knew that you were the star trek expert in my life who could most um you know put up with my shitting on star trek <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh i'm gonna win you over one of these days daniel crary just maybe
1: too
0: <laughs> maybe <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I'm glad it. I, I think it works really well. I have a great time, so I hope you all do too. All
1: right. What is your favorite bit that we've done together?
0: Oh, there are so many great ones. I love Clicky Types. I love Rojan. I love, I love Diana Mulder. <laughs> no. Just added today. <laughs> I love the Kirk and Spock pansexual love story. I love... Uh, I just... We've had so many truly funny things, but my recent favorite is truly <laughs> Oriva Natasha. <not>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oriva Natashasha. <not>
0: <laughs> Drunk rage-filled Picard is one of my favorite things that has ever happened.
1: <laughs> Drunk rage-filled Picard. <laughs> uh, I I have to agree that that's that's a pretty good one. I I'm a big fan of. Um, Just... (laughs) Kirky no-make (laughs) boom-boom. That's also a great one. (laughs) That was a good one. Uh, Of course, Rojan and Tomar. Um, Also, uh, the monster that is Dr. McCoy. Yep. Our favorite monster. (laughs) Our favorite monster, Dr. McCoy. Um, And... uh, yeah, I think drunk range filled Picard's been a good one too, but uh, and Yar Queen, Yar Queen, Yar Queen, Yar Queen. <laughs> uh-huh. Cookie, no make boom boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, favorite. What is your favorite thing about co-hosting with one another?
0: I mean, that's another really hard thing to say because I just love you so much.
1: Stop it. <laughs>
0: i'm serious i'm super serial dan i just i really look forward to these times even though it's sometimes difficult to schedule because we're both incredibly busy i I look forward to it i
1: love i love how much you 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 put up with me making fun of you and just being (laughs) just shitty (laughs) i'm just an asshole and you still laugh and you still you still put up with me and we have a really nice time i think
0: we do I mean, I've also been a dick to you, so it's, you know,
1: this is true. It's fair. one good dick deserves another. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: What is your least favorite thing about co-hosting with me?
0: Um, honestly, it's that we've had to go down to one show a week just because of yeah. our schedules. But I'm looking forward to this 25-year commitment, Dan. I am. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: we'll we'll bump it back up here when we can but oh god
0: (laughs) but that's honestly my least favorite thing is i just really looked forward to
1: pumping them out
0: yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie i do listen to every episode that we put out just to make sure that i if i sound like an asshole i can fix it and if i you know just just to appreciate the work we've done this guy's pretty funny that i work with and uh it's a good time i'm serious my
1: least favorite thing about you, as my co-host, is your shameless flattery. <laughs> we are we're stuck in a cell together. How long before before we go crazy?
0: I mean, we're pretty much already crazy, so I don't. I'm not worried about it. We're crazy. The world's crazy. I think. Oh we'll, yeah. I think we'll deal with it remarkably well.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> I think we'll we'll mount a, a uh, production of prisoners uh, prisoners in love, mm-hmm. and just we'll just start doing uh, we'll just start working our way through the entire American musical theater canon together.
0: Yep. And we'll you know have a full eight week of rehearsal, which will be great since we have to split all the parts equally. Right. <laughs> oh, which is man. tough. The the cast gossip is just gonna tear us apart though. <laughs> <laughs> and the showmances. <laughs> Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> crying in the corner
0: he said he loved me
1: oh god i
0: was acting <laughs> oh college good times um yeah i think we'd be just fine what about you dan um
1: <clears throat> yeah i think we'd uh i don't think we'd go crazy i think we'd just put on shows until uh until our minds melted. So it'd probably take about six years.
0: Six to 12. I mean, yeah. there are a lot of musicals out there. <laughs> who would play Phantom and who would play Christine?
1: Ooh, that's tough. Um,
0: <laughs> I don't have a high E flat, so.
1: And I'm not super attached to my balls, so probably <laughs> probably I'd play Christine.
0: Uh, <laughs> All right. It's all if about you, the notes, Dan.
1: <laughs> Cameron, if you could choose another co-host for the Meh generation, who would it be?
0: Oh, I'm out of our network or just in general. <laughs>
1: you can pick anyone. Pete too. Awesome. <laughs> Same question for you. Um, I would I would choose I would choose Maya.
0: Oh. Yeah, okay. I mean if I couldn't get Pete too, Maya would be right up there No, i think she's the best it'd be i would would
1: still need a star trek expert um you
0: would you know i mean and and a star
1: trek expert so
0: it's true i just worry that we she and i would bicker a lot like genuinely bicker more than you and i do well yeah you guys are
1: both so initiated (laughs) into the canon you have strong opinions (laughs) about things so it'd be a very different show it just be it just be a lot of nerd rage at times yeah yeah which should be Mm -hmm. a whole different show but it'd still yeah. be great. Well, speaking of whole different shows, last question. If we were to create another podcast together, what would it be about? SpongeBob. Yeah.
0: <laughs> absolutely. We've talked about this before. It's mm-hmm. it's the SpongeCast. Sponge Cast. <laughs> or Bobcast.
1: <laughs> bikini. We'd call it bikini top. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Bikini cast. (laughs) Bikini power bottom. There we go. Uh,
0: Bikini rage filled power bottom.
1: (laughs) Bikini rage filled power bottom. That's kind of amazing.
0: Thank you. I'm good for titles and long, expansive lyrics. That's about it.
1: <laughs> <sighs> uh, well, now you you know us a little bit better, folks. And...
0: Uh, yeah. Although, I also feel pretty good about the fact that we're just so ourselves in this podcast. <laughs> There are mm-hmm. a couple bits and a couple things that we stick to as far as characterizations, but this is pretty much us, and I love it. Yeah, fun.
1: I mean, I definitely That's... put on airs, but only in the way that I do with friends, where I try to say outlandish and ridiculous things to invoke a reaction, but not because I'm some sort of fucking monster.
0: <laughs> That's, that is every tenor I've ever known, so.
1: <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> Just trying to get a rise out of me? Some sort of over-the-top dramatic reaction? I will not be played <laughs> like a puppet. We'll just we'll just end on that. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> we love you listeners.
1: Thank you. love you yeah. long time. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>